Soldier Field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. Offside he's got the Packers. ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade-to-black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's, we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes the knee, they head to the field. The Ah, uh, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Thirty Four to Glory. I'm your host Tyler Flush, joined by my father and co-host Brian Flush. Hey there! Hey, we're coming off our first win of the year. Feels Ooh, pretty good, Mister Kitzel. I love a Bears win. I am pumped and ready to go. We have so much to talk about, son. This game was very interesting in so many different ways, but I'm sure we're about to get into that. And as you continue to fool with the equipment, because obviously I don't know what I'm doing, and you have to fool with the equipment. Just trying to get the levels right so we all sound good. All right. I like sounding good. Um, Very uh, exciting week before we get into the game for the podcast. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, this week we're having a twofer. A twofer! There's going to be two episodes out this week. It's going to be... Uh, one about uh, the recap of this game, but then next week um, we'll get more into it tomorrow with the guests. But we have a member of the Browns organization who will be joining us to talk about you know uh, what he does and uh, maybe get a little more insight into the Browns. And so, yeah, I, I'm excited, Tyler. So some of our listeners may be going, "You're a, you guys are Bears podcast, yet you're having a." Cleveland Browns. Guy. Well, no, What's it's perfect. We play the Browns next week. I, I know. I so. know. I know. I'm just wondering if, um, if, I, if some listen. people are wondering at home, going, "Hey, you know." Well, if some people can wonder all they want, because we are also an NFL podcast, that's what we do. So we have no access to anyone within the Bears organization. So why not do the next best thing? Do you mean you're not Nagy's best friend? You've been holding out on me. No, and so. That that that's going to be pretty cool, and it's going to be cool to get that kind of insight, see what he does, um, h- how he feels about the team, and all that. So that that's tomorrow. Yeah, I, I know I'm excited. I can't wait to talk to him. Um, if everything goes well, that podcast should be up to Wednesday morning. Does that really happen to us? Everything goes well. Well, no, I'm saying from you don't know what I do after this thing ends. So you just come and talk and leave. That's what I mean. Does everything always go that well? No, it's just it's yeah, time. Yeah. I have okay. to convert the files over, then I have to upload them onto the you know this website, and then they put them out from there. So I'm usually up at four in the morning. So uh, for those people on the East Coast, uh, your podcast will be early as hell, just like me. Because we're on uh, Eastern Standard Time, and everyone on the West Coast, congratulations. If you're up at 1 in the morning, you should have the podcast. But enough about the ins and outs and a little behind the scenes. Yeah, we're coming off a win against the Bengals. A little surprising in some aspects. Um, Joe Burrow had probably the worst. No, he... 
I won't say probably. He it, did have the worst game of his career, and that's not knocking the Bears. Our defense was absolutely spectacular this week. We played our freaking hearts out. We put ourselves in prime position to win in hell. You know, final score 2017. They actually ended up winning it for us because of the touchdown. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it it was an old-time Bears game. I mean, defense reigned supreme. It ruled. Oh, no. And, oh, ho, 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 ho. And, and all of a sudden, the phone goes off, and we're at... Uh, is it something? Is is Nagy calling you? This is no one from the pod. Ah, uh, uh, okay. I I was so disappointed. I thought maybe Nagy. Finally, let me turn off. My finally blue. gave you. I, that call. I forget it automatically connects to my <laughs> Bluetooth. So no, but didn't you think that was an old fashioned Bears win? I mean, the defense come up strong. Uh, you know, uh, we've got some things. That let's we've let's just let's get. just do a brief summary yeah. of the game. So the defense comes up big, wins. Um, the game for us, really, they do. And on the other side of the ball, unfortunately, Andy Dalton gets hurt. But in that scenario, there's kind of this weird thing where you're like, shit, he's hurt. I do f- like yeah. that's bad, but then like you get us, then you're like, ah, but we get to see Justin Fields. But you're like, ah, you don't really want to root for injuries. Yeah. So there's kind of that that weird it, feeling. It, it was you, you kind of you sat there and kind of went, I don't want to be happy about this because I don't want to see Dalton get hurt. But at the same time, part of me's like, all right, this this could be it. This could be the start of a new season and a new beginning for the bears so and as it relates to andy dalton uh nagy has said uh he's not going to talk about the severity of the injury and that um th- there's speculation that it might just be a bone bruise uh, look on a fan's perspective this sucks right mm-hmm. we don't get a no this like really blows on a coaching level, in my opinion, this is actually one of the first smart things he's ever done because now you have the aspect of the Browns not knowing which QB to prepare for. I mean, it, look, there's very, very limited Justin Field tape out there, so that's already a surprise. But now I like the idea of what Nagy's actually doing for once and saying, look, we don't know the severity of the injury when – He's not saying they definitely know, and most likely, even if best case scenario, Dad, it's a bone bruise, you're still probably going to see Justin Fields come Saturday. But it just sprinkles a little bit of doubt in the yeah, in I, the Browns. I, I, I like that move. I don't don't know if you heard afterwards that whoever heads up the PR for the Bears came out after Nagy's conference today and announced that if Justin Fields is healthy, he will be the starter. Oh well, so, shit! I didn't hear that. I feel, yeah, well, yeah. That's, there so, you go. So, so you know. Well, I, but once again, well, well, listen that that's that's your classic PR move, though. But is it? Hold on, though. That's stupid. Okay, like that was honestly my honest reaction was like, finally, we're doing something right, like Belichick, and you got my pure reaction right then and there. And then I know I didn't want to spoil it, man. No, were, I'm glad. I, I'm, I loved it. I'm glad you did because, I mean, we need to know these kind of things when it comes to the Bears. And obviously now I know. And obviously, you know, everyone like, here's what cracks me up. And we're not going to harp on this too much because I know we harp on Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy a lot. But Ryan Pace said he wants to be more like, you know, Bill Belichick, the Patriots way. Patriots had Tom Brady like always on the injured report. So Mm -hmm. we're not being like them, but no no surprise there. Let's move on. 
let's get into um, the breakdowns of each game and how players did and everything like that. Um, I say we start with the best, and that's our defense. Oh, man. I I tell you, uh, I I can't say enough about our front line defense. I mean, my goodness, wait a second. Robert Quinn showed up. Yeah. I mean, how long has it been since we saw Quinn actually do something that was productive and actually start paying off? I mean, we're paying the guys some pretty big cash. Um, Khalil Mack got his first sack of the year. Um, the defensive line looked very good. Still didn't have Eddie Goldman out there, but I mean, we looked we looked very solid in that lineup. Roquan, but hold on, oh, but man. hold on. I yeah. just want to stick on the defensive line for a second. Another player whose stats aren't there, but is always continuing to relieve that pressure on both the the defensive ends. Well, we run a three four, so linebackers, right? <laughs> yeah, linebackers in quotes mm-hmm. is Hakeem Hicks, man. Oh. Every single week, that dude's busting his balls. He's doing whatever it takes, and it—he—he's it, it, the kind of player. Now, I'm going to compare him to Aaron Donald only in this aspect. I believe that those two are very far apart, even though Hakeem Hicks would be a starter on any position. But I really do feel like the gap's that big with anyone in Aaron Donald. But the thing I wanted to say is. They have the intangibles, the stuff that doesn't show up on the stats, the double teams that they're being drawn. Like, I really believe double teams should be a stat. I know they they, they count it. I don't know why it's not a stat. I I mean, I feel like we got to give these guys some more love. And and, and that frees up for a a Robert Quinn and a Khalil Mack. Absolutely. I mean, anybody who's watched any kind of great nose tackles, great play up the middle, knows that it all starts with pressure in the middle. If you get pressure in the middle, that's everything. I mean, the whole play breaks down. With without that pressure, the play is is generally nothing. So the fact that they're and the fact that I'm going <laughs> that's to two now, phones. That's, that's two phones. That's oh, never okay, happened this, to us. This this is a uh, unknown caller. It could you be, can just you can just so, silence the call. I'm going to silence the phone right now. You're really showing your age here. As soon as I learned how to silence the phone, just I will just hit the side. Oh, there we go. This I just volume. I just hit the side. Thank you, you, son. I appreciate that. Put that that. on silent before you put it back in your pocket. I thought I did, but I did not. Did I? No, you did not. Okay, I'm doing that right now. (laughs) And as this podcast shows their age, hey, age is a good thing. I mean, this this never happened. We had two phones. I had mine hooked up to the board. It actually went through the board. And then you have yours. Are you texting? What are you doing? I, I, Put I, it on silent. I am putting on a do not disturb right now. There. What it's do you on mean? Do not what? disturb. Good God. What were you typing in the launch codes? I was. Now you're hitting the mic. This <laughs> we're all <laughs> we're all combobulated all right, here. Let's get this shit show back on the track. <laughs> so. Let, let's talk about uh, more of the defense. Uh, you brought up, I, I honestly don't know where we were when the phone rang. Uh, I'm sorry. We, we were talking about how Akeem Hicks was the All right, centerpiece let, let, of the let's defense. Let's just move on yeah. because... And then I just had mentioned Roquan. Yeah, let's talk about Roquan. Uh, obviously, he's feeling a, filling a pretty big gap right now. Dude's playing out of his mind. I get that uh, some people have their reservations about him, but look... 
I just feel like if the dude can continue to play I, like this, he had a little bit of a down year last year, okay? But, you know, he went from rookie. This is his third year. And, hey, man, I'll take a pick six any day. Hey, Ty, I want to talk to those people right now who have reservations about him, and I have one thing to say. Have you watched Roquan Smith on the field? He is all over the place. Yes, but you got to understand, last year he took that dip. There was a little bit of a dip between first and second year, but it seems like he is picking up right where he left off. I think he absolutely is picking up there. And listen, there are few people who can go after that ball instinctively as he did. That interception he made was an absolute thing of beauty. It really was. So, hey, I give the guy his credit. I, I think he's a wonderful linebacker. I, I expect big things of him for the rest of the season. And you know what? We need him. We've got to have him because you and I were talking about the other part of our defense, which isn't so great. And that has to no, do— No, let's stay here, though. Oh, you want to stay, yeah, you stay with the done. linebackers? Yeah. Okay. All right, well, we, let's cover it a little bit more. No, I'm just saying he had eight, he had, uh, eight total tackles, five solo, one sack— uh, in a pick six and one QB hit. I mean, that's a hell of a game. Yeah, for Roquan. Okay, uh, he he's he's coming up big when it matters, dude. Honestly, there, you know, I really feel like I feel like we're in good hands with him. So you know that, that I don't have much more to say on that. I just feel like you know he. It's a little bit of a different Bears look, you know. We don't really have the traditional, you know, four uh, three that we ran. I almost said four three three. I was thinking soccer. Yeah, but the four three defense that we usually have, you know, we don't really have that where we used to have, you know, Erlacher and Briggs and you know, remember Roosevelt oh, out yeah. on the side. Oh, so yeah. like, there, there, there's a different look to it. But hey, look, right now it is working. But uh, I I just want to stay there and say that for a little bit. But um. The, the the biggest problem is what we're about to talk about now is our our, our defense, our, our secondary. Before you get into that, uh, two people stood out to me on our secondary, and that was Eddie Jackson, Jackson. Jay, and Jalen Smith. Yeah, right. And Gibson, he had that one good play of the scoop. Yeah. Right? He didn't cause the play. I understand that, but look... Eddie Jackson from the first series, when he gets up on the line and just busts through and splits, it was, now I'm not comparing him, but it was like a Troy Palomalu play. Yeah. He's down there. He's the free safety. Boom. Yeah. Blows up the play. That was fun to see. Yeah. No, it was fun to see. I, and I, I agree with you, Tyler. But you know, the, here's the one thing we didn't talk about. I want to make sure we do talk about. And that was, and tell me if I'm wrong, was was that penalty not the, the one of the most boneheaded defensive well, penalties okay, hold you've on, ever hold seen? Okay, hold on. Now, here's where you do this. You do this every podcast. A little behind the scenes here. We're talking about the secondary. You wanted to talk about the secondary, I, and now said, you're jumping back down I to said, defensive line. I said, later, could we get back to talking <laughs> yes, about that? We're going to get there, there man. Okay, I just, the- I, just, I just want to make sure. That was just such a boneheaded move. So... Here's the deal. Squirrel. It's like you're a dog. Like, squirrel? 
Well, squirrel, squirrel. I, br- hey, hey, I brought listen. up. I no. I hold on a second. I hey, brought hey, up. Now, se- hey now, be nice. I brought up the secondary because you wanted to talk about it, and then you're like, "Yeah, you said everything." Listen about this boneheaded penalty. We'll get there. We have plenty to talk about. We're 15 minutes in. We got to save some meat on the bone. So let's continue here with the secondary. All right. All right. I'll chew on the secondary for what a little while. What were your thoughts with everything I said on the secondary? I, I think you're absolutely right about Eddie Jackson and Jalen. Both had very, very good games. Um, the rest the rest of our corners, safeties. Yeah. Uh, you know, first of all, I mean, if you, if you guys all saw the touchdown by Jamar Chase, basically... He went between two defenders, and two of our uh, defenders ran into each other. It kind of looked a, a little uh, comedy-like. Um, it, it just doesn't seem to me that our corners and safeties exactly have their communication down in terms of coverages, in terms of you know who's following the guy, who's letting the guy rub off him, and 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 you know doing a go route. I, it just it, it it seems like we're almost in the end of August and not quite in the middle to end of excuse me more toward the end of September. So I don't know how much of it is communication. I don't know how much of it is we're lacking some talent. Sometimes it's hard to know at the beginning of the season. It takes defenses a while, I think, to kind of adjust, especially with corners and safeties to the to the NFL, especially with the young type of squad that we have so I, I i i have hope but but the group scares me because i i think we're going to see a lot of deep plays this year yeah look eddie jackson though it seems like uh he had a bad first game against the rams He's back to form i mean like i said we didn't even talk about the forced fumble that he got yeah yeah i mean so that looked very peanut was that the Peanut Tillman type? No, I mean, it, the announcer said it was, but yeah. if you watch, it was kind of lucky. He just put his hand right on. I mean, he was going for the ball. He was reaching, but it, he didn't rip. He okay. just kind of pulled down. Yeah, was, I think more of the Peanut punch. When I think of Peanut Tillman, I think more of the punch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. He didn't do any of that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He just slightly caressed the guy's hand. It was a pretty soft fumble, Sli- if I'm being honest. Slightly caressed? Are we still talking about football? We are. Okay. We are. That's how soft it was. All right. You have to put those <laughs> that verbiage in there. Slightly caressed his hand. The ball gently fell down. And then Lullaby, it was... It was, to sleep. it was actually beautiful, too, because it bounced right up into Gibson's hands completely. It, it did. It was it, picturesque. It, it was. It was, a, it was a thing of beauty. I, so... Here's the deal. I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see. Well, how can the we talk about what there. happened though? Let, let, yeah, uh, like yeah. we let's let's move on from that in, in okay. a little bit. Let's talk about the bad now. <laughs> and you are hinting on it, but man, Kendall Vildor, yeah, got killed down the sideline. <sighs> Wasn't that him? Yes. When Jamar Jamar Chase came mm-hmm. out and killed him down the sideline yeah. on that, yeah. It, so, do you think again? Do you think this is an issue of he's just out of position because he's young? It's is it a communication thing? Here's I mean, here, here's the thing. Um, I don't know because we haven't seen it enough. Yeah. Um, credit to the Bengals. Uh, let's clap it up for the Bengals because. 
They actually played right... I don't know. They played right into our hands. I was telling you, and, you know, I bring this up all the time. We said... You, by the way, lost that bet last episode. I completely. did. I wasn't, I wasn't going to bring that up, son. I was going to be very quiet about that. Yes, I know you were, but right. here's your crow. Okay. okay. And then <laughs> here's my thing, though. Yeah. They played right into our hands. They threw short. They were trying to get the run game going. Look, our run defense is really great, and we'll talk about that coming up with the Browns because we're going to need it. But the here's the thing with teams. Big teams, um, can you just move that off the Xbox there? I got a disc in there. Sorry. Again, distracted. Okay. I didn't know how to else tell you what that. I was trying to give you signals and it was just, and it wasn't working. It's all right. So here's the problem though. Um, the big thing with that is that if they continue to throw long balls, can, can we handle it? And, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Eddie Jackson looked bad the first game. He looked good this game. Um, I would have to like actually look at the plays more and really break it down, like actually like look and see what's going on, you know? Because half the time on the TV you're not you're not seeing everything going downfield. But uh, look, at the end of the day, this is going to be a problem for us and continue to be a problem for us. And it begs the question, and I'm just going to throw this out there. I mean, Kyle Fuller fits that. Yeah, he solves a lot of that. Uh, we're weak around there. I think Jalen. Uh, I said Jalen Smith earlier, didn't I? I mean, just. I thought you said just Jalen. I thought it may. I might have messed up. Sorry, people. Jalen Johnson. Now he he's good. Okay, and uh, you know we we've had people talk about him on this program before. Curtis was high on him right off the rip, getting drafted. I'm pretty sure I could be getting that wrong. But I'm pretty sure he was. Kids turning out to be good. Um, I think the key is for the Bears from drafting from now on, if they have an ACL or a leg injury, to draft them the following year. Because <laughs> Eddie Jackson had the same thing coming out of Bama. Yeah. So, and those two are playing really well. It, my problem, Dad, is everything that's going to come on the other side. Uh, last year, we had problems where Buster Screen got bullied a all lot. the time. Basically, any quarterback who saw Buster come into the game was like licking his chops. Exactly. So I do. I am with you. I think this becomes a huge problem. But don't you agree? I mean, from the standpoint of them just playing into our hands. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, first of all, I I was surprised that what they were doing was just so predictable. I mean, uh, hey, if you wanted to design a script to allow the Bears to, you know, keep in the game that was the script to have they only threw for um a total of burrows through uh 19 burrow. of 30 burrow through night had 19 completed passes out of 30 attempts for 207 yards here's and i know we're not getting into the offense yet but you know that that's a perfect way to keep us in the game is is just to throw that much exactly and i mean the pressure wasn't great at times it was good mm-hmm. it wasn't great i mean we got four sacks we played really really good so you know i'm i'm pumped about that yeah so that's really good yeah i'm i'm happy um 
Ah, sorry, the dog is barking outside. Um, might have to let him in a second. Uh, by the way, that dog is a small horse for some of you people who don't really know what kind of dog he has. He's a Newfoundland. We yeah. have gotten into this before. He's eight months old and he's pretty crazy. But um, just 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 to sum up the defense, though, overall, just great performance. Still yeah. see some weaknesses. Um, not nearly as much weaknesses as we're gonna get into, and I think. People's take might be a l- we might be a little surprising on the offense, let, offensive side of the ball, and and maybe not so surprising also. So let's get into the offensive side of the yeah, ball. Yeah, let's do that. Let's we do are, that. We already talked about Dalton going down. Fields comes in in the second quarter, and then uh, what what stood out to you when it came to the offense? Well, I I think the thing that stood out to me most is 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 really once again just how little we threw the ball down the field. I mean, if if you look at, we had a total, total completed passes of, uh, Fields had uh, 60 yards of completed passes, Dalton had 56 yards, Fields was 6 of 13, Dalton was 9 of 11. I mean, come on. I mean, this is an NFL team that's under 150 yards throwing. How many championship teams throw less than 150 yards between two quarterbacks. So once again, I I feel I mean, come on, maybe maybe in the 70s and 80s you could win a game by r- trying to run the ball, but our average, do you know what our average yards per pass attempt were? Guess. No, no 4, 3.3 yards average per pass attempt. What where, where's what's that going to get you in the NFL? So I, I have I a, I have argue a problem. About this. I have a problem with that. I, I I think you're looking way too far into that. That's just me. On um, let me explain why. When when one quarterback goes out and the other one comes in, the game plan is for that quarterback. So that was Andy Dalton, and Andy Dalton, what to his credit, was lighting the Bengals up. He took us down the field the very first drive, touchdown. I you can't really argue with that. So I know what you're saying. But the whole game plan and the whole perspective changes when that other quarterback comes in. So I personally am not going to jump down the throat and say, oh, these numbers are bad. Because I think the numbers are lying. I really do. I think that there's not enough of a sample size of what we're trying to do. Dalton was thrown down the field. Okay? Mm-hmm. He was doing just fine. He's moving the ball. I mean, hey, if the, if the over-the-top stuff is not there... I don't have a problem with not taking it, okay? I really don't. If if you're moving the ball down the field, what Aaron Rodgers used to do to us when we had all those great defenses and we played that cover too, is he nickled and dimed us, took us apart, moved us down the field, always scored, and then eventually the big play would come. I'm fine with that, but I think, Dad, that we have to be fair in the aspect of, look, the game plan completely changed, and I don't know if Nagy knows... Justin Fields' strengths yet. Now, fair criticism? I think he should, but he's a pretty dumbass head coach. So, you know, I guess that's my defense for him is he's an idiot. Well, I I won't argue with that. I, I see your point entirely. I just think in this NFL where, where teams are regularly throwing 300, 400, 500 yards, I mean, and, and we're under 150 yards... What happened was unexpected. I, I agree with you in terms of I think we can't blame this one on fields whatsoever. 
But here's my issue with it. My issue with the 150 yards is not so much Dalton or Fields, but if the adjectives of predictability and uncreative married, they would have an offensive coach by the name of Nagy. Again, I think... I just think it's just too predictable, vanilla, offensive, play-calling that's that's too conservative. I'm going to disagree with you again. I'm sorry. I don't think we were watching the same game. There were drops, man. Mooney dropped a big one. Okay, let me talk about this for a second. All these fucking idiots out there, right? On ESPN and and NBC. And yes, I'm talking about all the so-called bigwigs who collect the paychecks, don't watch the games, and only analyze and hit the key points. All they keep seeing. I saw Stephen A. Smith today make an argument that Nick Foles should start over Justin Fields. I've seen it all. It's all a bunch of bullshit. And let me tell you why. Every single one of those highlights, no one talked about the the dime he threw to Allen Robinson right through his hands. One went right through Mooney. Yeah, no, that's a good those are that's really good point. I that continues the drive and that continues the momentum. Allen Robinson dropped six points. Okay? No one's talking about that. There's something that happened in that play that everyone is just saying, well, that's what Justin Fields does. But I liked it. I think that was big time. And I'm talking about the third and nine. Third and nine, and he hits the Jets, turns the corner, boom, first down. To sit here, and we are going to criticize and be crucial of quarterbacks. Here's what I want to say. Everyone, calm the fuck down. Okay, one, Justin Fields, how many, we don't know how many reps he got with the starters. Two, look at all the rookie, other rookie quarterbacks out in the league struggling. But yet people are still jumping down their throats. Guys, we're two weeks in. Everyone, deep breath. This is ridiculous. What 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 is happening in the league? So, so- Excellent points, Tyler, and I, I'm I'm glad you. I'm I forgot completely of those other great that that catch that went through Robinson's hands. I completely forgot about it. And I guess as a fan, I re- sometimes remember what went wrong and not what went right. Well, and it's not your fault. They're not even showing them on the highlights. I know, I know. You'll never see that on the highlight, will you? That it that it went right through his hand. Oh, NBC, NBC, leading up to the Chiefs Ravens game, didn't even talk about it. They're like. And then Mike Tirico's like, yeah, everyone wanted Justin Fields. What do you think of what you got now? It's like, hold on. Because, and I want to bring this up. You said this before the podcast. Everyone uses this as an example, but it's true. Peyton Manning threw 28 interceptions his first year. Guys, (laughs) poor Zach Wilson just got booed by Jets fans at MetLife Stadium because he threw four interceptions. Guys, everyone has thrown, the greats have thrown four interceptions in a game. Uh, Tom Brady last year threw three interceptions, but still went to the Super Bowl in the the NFC Championship against the Packers. What I'm trying to say is I'm not comparing those two by any means. We have to give rookies the ability to grow in this league. So what I would like to say to the mainstream media is quit flip-flopping. Quit bullshitting people. We all can see through you. 
I don't know if any of them listen to this, but what I'm saying is you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't say, we need to start these rookies right away. And then the next week when they have a bad week, go, this is why we shouldn't start these rookies. The game is a different game. These are the 1% of people who can play this sport, and now we're going to be crucial in flip-flop? Yeah, give them a chance. And and maybe, Tyler, I'll, I'll take full ownership that I was being um, somewhat critical, and maybe even... I'm not... I want to make this clear. I am not criticizing you at all. Yeah, yeah. Okay? No, I you, get it. You and me have different jobs. We do this for fun. Yeah. We do this for, for the fans, that they can go off, that they can sound off. That's what we try to do. Speaking of them, yeah, I, I'm having problems with the phone communications. I do apologize. Tim is in Atlanta right now. I didn't have the time to, but but that's a side note. Just wanted to get that out there for the listeners who are like, hey, man, I left you voicemails. I deeply apologize. We'll do my best to reach out, get that fixed. What I'm trying to say, though, is at what point is it like, oh, this guy, like, why are we pulling the ripcord? Like, this guy sucks. Mm. This guy's good. This guy's bad. Literally, it happened to Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence throws a beautiful touchdown pass, and everyone's like, here we go. It's yeah. Trevor Lawrence's yeah. day. And then he throws a couple interceptions, Dad, and everyone's like, eh, maybe, maybe he's on a bad team. Maybe he's not as good as we thought. Yeah, and, and to your point, you know, I, don't, I mean, it's Monday, right? Overreaction Monday. And, and a lot of fans, like myself, can overreact, can, can get really high on people. We, you know, we expect a lot out of our athletes. We, we probably expect at times too much. And I think, I think it was the perfect statement about Peyton Manning as a great example of if everybody would have had pulled Peyton Manning his first year, you'd never been in the hall of fame because he, that, that kid almost ended up in the ICU unit. He was on the ground so much. I mean, it was just a terrible, terrible year for him. So yeah, I, I guess here's the question. Here's the question. At what point in time, if you look at the, if you look at the NFL teams that are really making the playoffs, they're averaging 30 points a game. They're, they're throwing for around 350 yards a game, running for about a little over 100 a game. But why are so, you doing – my question to you right now is why are you doing this comparison? Well, I'm wondering at what point in the time do we feel – do you see – I want do you see the Bears kind of getting up to that – mark or do you think that's a, a fake mark that, I see, that, no no i see it when Nagy one either Nagy gets fired or two by the end of this year there's no turning back now if justin field starts he has to start from now on you can't trade up and move up to the 11th pick overall take a guy have him start and then be like hey he's still not ready and put dalton in you just can't do it i'm sorry you can't do it he did not play bad yesterday he had a fumble. He hustled his ass off. He got that fumble back. Right. Okay? He did a lot. Yeah. What I want to talk to you about real quick and switch gears, our offensive line was a... Well, I was very worried about it. It's actually holding up pretty well. It It is. That was probably the most pleasant surprise. I kind of expect our defense to come through. I wasn't really expecting to see the offense block as well as they blocked. Tyler, what about some of the run blocking? Some of that run blocking was actually better than good. Some of it was actually quite good. So, 
you know, that tells me that maybe our offensive line is a little bit further along than we thought they were. Tell you what, getting Jason Peters, I think, was absolutely huge. I mean, that man is a beast of a man, and he, I, th- I think he, I think he leads that group. And I think having him in there, and having white hair in there, I think that is kind of the the two cornerstones that keep holding that group together. Um, yeah, I, I would I would give them a solid B for the day, maybe what a, even a B plus. What about Jermaine? Uh, so he, how do you say that last name? I was Idafiti. Idafiti, I think. Yeah, I. You know, he, he had he had some struggles um, here and there. I I think he, at, at times when when um, he has a hard time kind of pivoting off and and moving with the pass in uh, defending the pass rush a little bit. Uh, but maybe in time that's going to come along uh, a little bit more. It, he's kind of a work in progress. Um, yeah, but he's also a six-year vet. So yeah, I know. Uh, how long can there be long works in progress? Maybe he's a long work in progress. Let's talk about our offense uh, wide receivers. Uh, we've we hit touch on Allen Robinson. He had a great game. Mm-hmm. He just had that one that you got to catch yeah. that. Yeah. That's the only bad thing. He how, rarely ever does that. How many I, mean, time, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen him say, do it. How many times do you see some a ball like that go through his hands? I I think you know we could watch another couple years and and you might not see that again. So um, hopefully I just didn't jinx him. Uh, Mooney Mooney had a. I th- thought a very strong game with the exception of he should have had, he should have also had a catch. Um, he was yeah, late into the game, into but the then game. Justin Fields overthrew him right. again. Um, right. Is wide receiver a concern for you depth wise? Because I mean, y- y- we don't have much past that. I mean, you're looking at Marquise Goodwin. You're looking at uh, Perryman. I, I, I just the names aren't stepping out, and I, it it it's concerning for me. Honestly, I don't think we have any real. Well, yeah, you you, you know Mooney had Mooney had six um, six receptions. Robinson had two. Um, Goodwin had one. Cole Komet had a catch. I mean, you know, once you get past. Um, uh, Mooney and Robinson, there's really not that much there. No, there's really not. Let let let's talk about Cole Komet. Um, yeah, and I'm sorry about that, Batman. I, and, I, I was wrong. Don't was worry wrong. about that. That's that's a different show. Um, let's let's talk about this. Um, I'm confused. I don't know what the hell we're doing with him. I don't understand why he's on the team, and I don't understand why we drafted him. And this is no knock on him. But if your offense is just catered to a tight end blocking all the time, then that's fine. But like he's out there running routes, and I don't, I don't know what's going on. But so far, every quarterback we've ever had, this is even going back to Trubisky, doesn't really seem to want to target him. He doesn't seem like a big threat. And another thing that's alarming and scary, and it's very dumb. And I'm not saying this is all on Cole Komet. This could purely be Nagy. And I, 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 I lean towards the latter in Nagy. Mm-hmm. 
why do we do this thing where Jimmy Graham comes into the game and the announcers do the same thing and they say, oh, this is the biggest red zone threat and one of the biggest ones in the NFL, and then the ball always goes to him? Why can't Cole Komet be that guy? Yeah. he Can he not catch? What's going on here with Cole Komet? I have no idea. It, he's still a puzzle. I'm trying to figure out how they're using him also. seems You're right. Jimmy Graham seems like he comes in when we get into the red zone. Cole Komet... I don't know. He's in there. Sometimes he's in on running plays. Sometimes he's in on passing plays. He's definitely not the first or second look option in any of those plays. You you can you can tell that right off the bat. Um, so it, it's still a mystery of how we're planning to use. Anytime we run the two tight end set, you'd think that your chances of throwing to a tight end would be higher, but it, it isn't for our team. So it. it it is a bit of a mystery. You know what I'm even more mystified by? And I can't believe you haven't mentioned it, is how little we're throwing to our running backs. That's another very, very good point. Yeah, let's talk about David Montgomery. What did you think of his performance? Uh, very average. I, Quite honestly, the announcers that were building him up, I, I can't really see it. I mean, you know... Sometimes I just want to look at David Montgomery and say, run north and south, young man. Run north and south. Because all this jerk, you know, trying to outmaneuver and jerk people out of their tennis shoes. Here's my problem. You know, I I, I just don't don't care for it. Now, here's my problem with this, okay? And I have a problem. We've been over it every single time on this program. We said last week they shut down Dalvin Cook. Okay, David Montgomery, what are you going to do? 20 carries, 61 yards, I do yeah. believe. Yeah. If, I, if I'm reading that right. I, I, I'm, I'm remembering that right. I mean. it's, you're, you're awfully close. Hey, well, here's the other thing. Can I, I, I'm going to ask this, Tyler. 20 carries, what, 61 what, what, yards. He averaged 3.1 a I, carry. Can, I, but I have a question for you. When does this stop becoming the, the offensive line's problem? Because he's the only one we run. Right? Right, right. So where's our depth at running back? If they're a dime a dozen, let's get someone else to push him. I don't know if you notice what's going on with the Cowboys right now, but Ezekiel Elliott is not the man. Yesterday, Pollard tore it up and put pressure on Zeke. Look, where is that for us? He he looked a ton better than Zeke, by the way. If anyone saw, saw, saw those two runs, Zeke looked like he had no juice and Pollard looked like he was ready to go win the Super Bowl. But anyway, to your point, um, I don't know. Because you know what? Williams is not pushing him. No. Okay. No. And and who's the – Pierce? Uh, was Is he still even on the squad? I'll even have to look. But, the, I mean, we just don't have a backfield in which um, – I guess for fantasy purposes, he, people love our backfield because it's going to be Montgomery, Montgomery, Montgomery. It's Khalil Herbert is the yeah, third string. Yeah, and, and, you know, so we haven't even seen enough of Herbert to know what he can do or, or can't do in terms of real NFL football. Here's, here's my problem with everything that David Montgomery is. When bad teams come to play, David goes off. When good teams come to play... David goes hiding. He has no consistency to his game, and I think it kills us. I, 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 I maybe. Here's my thing, David Montgomery. Please step up your shit because now that Foles is back there with you, 
It should open up running lanes because Foles is Foles. Foles? Jesus Christ! I was about to I, ask a, you where the where the heck. What no, game it's are you beca- watching. It's because I I was looking at ESPN and ah. the first thing that popped up was Stephen A. Smith complaining why Foles should go in over Fields. Fields is going to give him that opportunity, man. If they run those read options, you're taking some of that away. So, like, hey, bud, mm-hmm. you know, if Fields starts to do it, hello, like yeah. maybe you should. I don't know. Again, I'm not high on him. I don't see what everyone else I'm, sees. I'm not that high on him anymore. I was much higher on him, as you know, initially when he came into the league. I thought, man, this kid looks sharp. He looks good. He looks like he's fast. He looks like he can cut to the ball. Looks like he can turn the corner well. I, I haven't seen a lot of things that dazzle me on the field. I've seen a handful of really good runs that looked really nice, but not. he's lacking what you said perfectly. He's lacking consistency. Consistency across the board, game in, game out. You just don't see it yet. You know what I'm missing? And, 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 and it just puzzles the, the heck out of me. You know... I would love to be a defensive coordinator playing against the Bears. And do you know why I would love that? Because we don't show very different looks. And we don't try to hide anything that we are about to do. And maybe that's our philosophy is don't have a lot of movement before the pre-ball snap. Don't um, really do much other than a real vanilla offense. And we're just going to run it down your throat or try to throw it down your throat. And we're not going to try anything tricky or anything different. And it just, it, it feels like the kind of offense that I don't want to see. I want to see an offense that's fun. I want to see an offense that's got a lot of pre-snap movement. And maybe that's just me, you know, me. Maybe other people are out there going, I'm fine with that offense. I'm fine with the plane calling. But for me, I don't I don't see the genius in it. I don't see the creativeness in it. I don't see the variation in it. And I get frustrated by that kind of offense. Tyler, where's the play action passing? Have we just given up on play action passing? Is our running game that bad that we can't ever rely on play action passing, even if we get, you know, nine or eight, eight or nine yards? Just don't understand it. Look, help me figure it out, buddy. It all falls back to Nagy. Like this is his make or break year, in my opinion. There's nowhere else to go. We we can't keep running a stagnant offense. Um, I don't think people have been promised their jobs after this point. I really don't. I also, I I think. Look, as a whole, we had a good win today. Our defense really stepped up, but again. That's been the story of years past. I'm not here. I'm not out here going. Oh, the Bears are good. Yeah, we played yesterday, by the way, buddy. What'd I say? Uh, we had a good win today. Well, yesterday. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Fuck you. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I'm doing. Listen, just to let you know, you get to come here and sit on the mic. I'm trying to run the board. Hey, hey. No, no, no. I want. I'll, behind, I'll, no, I'll, no, no. Stop. I will mute your mic. <laughs> I want a behind-the-scenes look right now. I'm trying to produce. 
You often throw stats out at me. This is like the first time you brought your laptop with the stats. You'd be like, uh, what do you go for? I'm mad rapidly looking for it. I got a lot of stuff going on. So God forbid I say we had a good win today instead of tomorrow. Success. Button one pushed. Whatever. <laughs> Get out of here with that. <laughs> Drive me nuts. I'm just doing my job, buddy. I so, love you. So, listen. Here's the thing. I... Don't think the jobs are secure. And this is Nagy's last chance. It has to be. You can't keep going bottom. It should be paces. I don't feel like that's going to be the case. But um, we're in a weird, really weird situation because I truly believe you can't put Fields in. And since he's starting, you cannot pull him out. Because then you're, well, what is this with he's not ready? That that's them trying to say no. I need to save my job for another year. Yeah, how that's many? How mo- I read it. How many more draft picks do we let tr- Pace trade away? Now, listen. With this being said, I love the move for Justin Fields. We have to grow as a team, and Fields has to play. the The era of sitting out a quarterback just because he's a rookie. You know, the only really reason that Trey Lance is not in. Right now, in in the 49ers, is only because Garoppolo's winning. Well, tell him that. You heard that quote. Mm-hmm. Do you remember yeah. it? Yeah. Say it. I don't remember it right now. I'm trying to go. I go, do you remember it? Yeah. I remember remember the context of it, but I don't remember the exact well, paraf- words. Pray, paraphrase it. Uh, I'll paraphrase it for you. Obviously, me. you're very struggling. He said, if you want to hold your job in the NFL... You better be a hell of a lot better than the guy that's sitting behind you. That speaks volumes. He's not going to pull him because he's winning, okay? But you know, Dalton looked horrible against the Rams. Fields put up half the he put up the same amount of points, okay? Dalton looked really good coming out to the Bengals. Yes. Here's my thing, though: when you lose your job, if Fields comes out and kills it. Even if he doesn't, let's say he struggles. He is a rookie. There is upside. You don't know the ceiling yet. You know the Dalton ceiling. That's already been put in place. That foundation's been laid and the house has been built. You don't know what you have with this young man. So you cannot sit there and pull him. You can't be like, oh, well, you know what? You're in the number two. Come on out. We're, we're, we're bringing you back, buddy. We're reeling it back in. I mean, he says all the right things. He does all the right stuff. So, to me, for this team moving forward, we have to keep Justin Fields in. Here's another point that no one, no one, no one is talking about. There's a man by the name of Allen Robinson that desperately wants to get the hell out of Chicago. Give him a reason to stay. Yeah, please. Please, because he's a talent. Well, who's next, though? Who's next? Is Mooney next? Because he shows a lot of potential, but he's like, God damn. Like, you can see it in their faces. Get that spark in there. Fields at least throws it deep. Yeah. He'll take the top off a ball. Now, I have noticed that I don't know if the route running's not as crisp or, or is taking too long to develop, almost like a Mike Martz offense. But we need to either shorten that up or Fields, it's on him to get that ball out quicker. And like I said, he's learning. This was his first start in yeah. actual game, and he's just thrown into the mix. Look, I like our upside right now, but 
I'm going to be honest with you, Dad. There, what do you think? Is there any way to go back? I I don't really think there is, Ty, because, you know, it's so hard to take a young guy like that and go, you know what, Andy's healthy right now. Just because we put you in in this last game, we're going to take you out. You're not ready yet. What does that really say uh, to what message does that say to Justin Fields? I mean, I mean, and every young quarterback, I brought up the examples. Trevor Lawrence is yeah. throwing picks, okay? Yeah. Zach Wilson, throwing picks. These guys were taken above the Bears. Right. But here's the deal. As they're throwing picks, they're also gaining valuable experience. I saw Trevor Lawrence you throw can't. one on a rope that looked unbelievable experience that's what i'm trying to say experience you can't teach mm-hmm. you, you can gotta sit get on, it you can sit on the damn bench all you want right and all you're gonna have is hemorrhoids and blisters until you get out out there i am a firm believer in the the expression if you can play you can play yeah i uh believe that wholeheartedly i i don't think that era sitting behind brett Favre helped aaron Rodgers at all i think he would have became the player that he is now I, I believe that with uh, the same thing with Steve Young sitting behind Joe Montana, they'll tell you all they want that it helped. Mm-hmm. It did. they're they're just saying that. Yeah, they're team players. Well, it, it might have it might have helped from a cognitive perspective that um, perhaps they got a broader perspective of the game, but it didn't help in terms of skill wise. Yeah, but we it didn't can't, help in terms of experience. What, but what good does it do sitting Justin Fields out this whole year? I don't think it does. I, I think we need to know exactly who we have and in order to know who we have you have to play the guy and let me put the patrick mahomes thing to rest let me put this to bed the reason he sat an entire year is because alex smith took them to 13 and 3 okay if andy dalton could do that this year i am fine with sitting justin fields but guess what you he don't can't. think you don't think we're going 13 and 3 well we can't anymore so there's oh, that that's, uh, but okay relatively do you think we're, we're we can going go 14 and 14 three? And three? <laughs> I don't think no, so. No, but you see the comparison. I'm putting yeah. you you joke, but I'm putting it to bed. I yeah. mean, no, he, I, I you get go, it. You go 13 and three, and then you pull them out, and the next year you go to the Super Bowl. You see that a team's there. Another thing I would like to bring up Ryan Pace was a firm believer that we should do exactly what the Seahawks did with Russell Wilson during his rookie contract. So why aren't we trying to do that now? If you believe Khalil Mack's only getting older, Hakeem Hicks is only getting older, hell, everyone on that team is only getting older. The window is closing. Window's almost closed. It's not closing. It's almost closed shut. Let that sliver of hope be Justin Fields. Yeah. Let him be that sliver of hope. I'm, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, I'm running up the hill. I'm charging behind you. I know. I just don't think that... I, I don't understand why people don't talk more like that. I know we're a Bears podcast, and that's what we mm-hmm. do, but I... So so here's an idea that I'd love to see in the NFL. I wish we could put in backup coaches. How do you think Nagy would like that? Hey, Nagy, I didn't really like the way you called the plays last week. I got a backup coach here that I think is young. That I'd, like, never, to, that, I'd that, like to put in a backup coach instead of you this week, They Nagy. can fucking do that. They don't. Yeah. That's I mean I'd that's not that's it. not a possibility that's not a thing that is a thing like I know, fire but I, would, I would love to see it happen. I don't know. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt this year. I am willing, and maybe we did ruin Trubisky's career. I don't know yet, 
But I'll tell you what, I don't think he'll have the chance to do that with Justin Fields. I don't think Nagy gets five more years. No. No. So that's my point. I mean, you know, you continue to joke about these things, and that's fine. But on the serious side of it, I, I, don't, I don't see him getting that. I don't either. I, I, I'm, I'm with you, buddy. And, and they, you know, I, we're not going to keep, we always go to this place, and I'm tired of doing it, but I'll say it one last time. Again, this has nothing to do with Nagy anymore. This is out of Nagy's hands. We bust his balls. One, I'll continue to bust his balls as being a bad play caller. But, Dad, as far as it goes to his position, that's not in his control anymore. Granted. I mean, that's the Bears organization, the hierarchy, you know, and, and we don't have balls up there. No one has guts, cojones, whatever you want to call it. Bravery, honor, courage, whatever. Whatever adjective you want to use. We don't have it, and it's becoming a problem. And, it's, I, and I, you know, we've talked about it before. Well, I, yeah, it, it's organizational complacency is, is what it is. We I, are, that's, we are, that's what we I was are, going for. We, you said that a lot better than I did. We, well, we, it's true. We, we are, we no, are, I, I'm mostly being sarcastic. Yeah, we are. We are I know. You, I know. We, we are just okay with being okay. And, and you know what? That is the very I know, definition of failure. I know. Let's stop, though. We, yeah. we always go down this road. I know. It, I know. Okay. I just wanted to make my point. Now, let's let, let's move on. Uh, tomorrow, we have a guest. So we won't harp on the game too much. We'll just give uh, our thoughts. The lines came out. I feel like we are ultra disrespected. Uh, they're saying the Browns are minus seven and a half. They think they're beating us by at least seven. Yeah, I, I I think that's a little disrespectful. I, I could have seen maybe three or four, but seven? Uh. I had three and a half, I thought. I thought the spread would be three and a half. How do you see the game going? Um, Remind me, is this a home game for us? No. I didn't think so. I think it's going to be a little harder on the road. Um, pretty loud. Um. You know what? Here's the deal. I I think we can play with them. I think we can keep it close. My only question would be um I think Nick I think uh Nick Chubbs I, I think Chubb. Chubb. You Chubb. put S's on everything. I do. Burrows, Chubbs. Chubbs. You know that's a sign of aging. Holy cow. Uh, it's a sign of aging well. <laughs> Sorry. I just that kills me. <laughs> And so I, I I think if we can I think if we can stop the run game because they have a tendency if they get ahead that they're with Hunt and Chubb they're very very good at kind of getting that ball control keeping the clock ticking if we can keep the game close um, but here's a deal with a team like Cleveland you can't play this conservative ball and expect to get out of there with a win you have to. You have to go for it on fourth down. And by the way, which, by the way, I'll give Nagy credit. They did go for one the other day on, on, on fourth down. I, I, I like that. I think that was um, very good. But you can't play that old-fashioned conservative game. So if, if they get the lead, that really bothers me because they do have the ability to control the line of scrimmage with that offensive line of theirs. They do have the ability to keep the clock moving and run the ball on you. Um, so, you know, we got to, we got to not, we got to get, we got to get a lead is what we got. And we, I think we need to get a commanding lead. And I, 
we come out way too slow. That's something we haven't talked about. Are we one of the slowest teams out of the gate in terms of offensive scoring? I mean, literally. Well, we, we can't. We I, again, can't do that again. I don't know where you get that from because we scored right off the rip. I, I am talking about in terms of you're combining. No, 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 no. You're combining last year into this year. This is a new year. All right. All right. You're doing that thing. You do that. You combined. Oh. This, I'm, we're not combining. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, they started off way so slower think, than us. Yeah, they did. But I, I still... Are you happy with how we come out of the gate? Let me ask you that. I was this Sunday, to be completely honest. Yeah, the way Dalton was throwing the ball, I was... Yeah, no, I was happy. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the problem at all. I don't know why... I'm a little confused on your take on that. I, I mean, we came out and we scored, but after we scored right off right off the rip, what was our offensive scoring after our first score? Well, Dalton got hurt not too yeah. far after. You're giving a guy a quarter, and you're you you're getting hold on. You're giving a guy the first quarter, and you put up seven points, and you're you're like, well, we're slow starters. I mean, come on, come on. You weren't impressed. Yeah, you know, I I liked the start. I liked the start. I just thought by halftime. We should have had more of a score. Look, I don't see it like you're seeing it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, Rams, good defense. Okay? We're flying all the way to L.A. We're playing the Rams. That's a good defense. I get that. Like, I didn't expect Dalton to do shit that game. He, We come to Chicago. He came out hot, man, and then he gets hurt. And then you have a quarterback who's a rookie. So I'm not going to sit here and say we're a slow-starting team because I don't think we are right now. As of right now, I don't think you can pin that that to us. I really don't. People might disagree. I know you do, but I just I don't see it that way. Yeah, I, I, just, see, I just see by the halftime of the Cleveland game that we have at most scored seven points. But, Dad, you, like this is what kills me about this take of yours. A new quarterback who's a rookie comes in, and you're like, "Ah, slow no, starter." No, I'm, I'm thinking Dalton starts. I'm thinking Dalton starts. I don't. I don't think Nagy has the cojones to keep Fields in there. No, I'm talking about the game. What are you talking about? The Cleveland game. Are, is that what, what we're talking about? No, you're saying we're slow starters, and I was referring to last game. Oh, okay. I was referring about. I was. How, are, how how do you think I'm talking about a game that hasn't even happened yet? Yeah, I thought we were talking about what do you think is going to happen in the Cleveland game. No, I'm asking you why you think we were slow starters. And I was referring, we put up seven points, and then our our starter, who's worked with the first team, goes down early in the second quarter, and you're like, ah, we're slow starters. Only seven points. And that's where, that's where my disconnect is with you on this, because I, I don't see it like that at all. That, right. that, I mean, that's me. I mean, I thought the game plan at the beginning was fine. I think Cincinnati played right to our hands. With all that being said, I do think that we beat the Cleveland Browns. I think that they are a team. And let me tell you why. And I, I'm not just saying this. The Cleveland Browns should have smoked the Houston Texans. Tyrod Taylor goes out instantly. As a quarterback, okay, you got to win that game. You have to win. What the Cleveland Browns do is they play to the level of their opponent. They played the Chiefs awesome. Then they played down to the to the uh, Texans. They play perfectly into what the Bears do best on defense. 
they are not going to throw that ball long. Baker barely had any stats, okay? They're not going to throw that ball long. If Odell Beckham plays, even better. He's going to try to force it to him. Not worried about it at all. I think they're going to, they know who they are. They're going to want to rub Chubb and they're going to want to run Hunt. And I think we can handle that. And I think as long as we play smart, limit our turnovers, but the main thing, build that confidence for Justin Fields, I think, fuck you, bookmakers. That disrespectful line of seven and a half, we're going to shove it straight up their ass. That's what I think. I am fired up for this game. And I'm telling you right now, Dad, they're going to play right into our hands. Baker went 19 for 21, but he only had like 121 yards. Son, you got me fired up for this game, too. I am now just listening to you. I just got fired up right there. Well, I mean, I thank you for that. I mean, come on. That's that's a stupid line. Seven and a half. These guys were 12 and a half. They couldn't even cover 12 and a half points last week. And I'm not saying that the odds makers, usually they keep it close. Usually it's a pretty close line. Everyone in their world took Houston that game. Okay. That's my thing, Dad. I don't. I think they play right into our hands. They lower themselves to our level, and once they do, because we're 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 an average football team. I do believe. I don't think we're great. I think they have the capability to be great. I don't think they are. Yeah. So they're a great team that plays average. You're saying? No, 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 no. I'm saying they play to the level of their they, opponent because they just played Kansas City hard mm-hmm. as shit. They they. I mean, they played them hard. And Kansas City is a good team. But then you play Houston the next week and you're struggling? Right, that's what I say. And you're saying that the Bears are kind of average, so they're playing to the opponent. Yeah, and we're so kind they'll of play average. average, yeah. That, that, yeah. So, hey, I'm excited. You got me fired up for this game. And I wasn't really fired up for this game. So, I, I thank you for that. I, I'm, I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready I'm ready yeah, to go. I mean, I mean Baker, Baker did better than I thought. 19 for 21, 213 yards. But, I mean... That, that that's nothing. I mean, he averaged ten yards, um, a pass play. But I just look. They're gonna split carries between Chubb and Hunt, and and if we can contain that, I think we're all right. I think we're absolutely yeah. fine. So. I, I I think they're gonna pound the ball, pound and ground, ground and pound. So yeah. With that being said, um, I, I covered everything I got. I I I do feel disrespected. I I mean, we're coming off of a win. Yes, we played the Bengals, who might not be very good, but come on, dude. You guys just played Houston Texans, and their starter goes down? Come, and you can't you can't lay the ass whooping down on That's a bad team. That Houston team is a bad. They're not good. People are fooled right now. People are fooled right now. They're not a good team. So I think, uh, you know, with all this being said, we let Justin Fields grow, become the person who he is. Hopefully it is what... We all think it is, and that's a superstar. Um, let's just let's take it easy, though. No one needs yep. to overreact on yep. these things. Yep, yep. Thank so, you, son. So make sure you uh, you guys out there stay tuned. We're having another episode tomorrow night that will drop early Thursday morning. I will have this one up. It is what five twenty, almost five thirty Eastern time. So I'll probably have this up within the next hour and a half or so. Not like you're listening live, so I don't know why I even said that. But that's that's kind of our turnaround frame. So, um, yeah, make sure you guys subscribe. Make sure you listen to uh, – I won't tell you his name, but he does work with the Browns. He will tell you his name. We will introduce him. We'll talk about what he does with Cleveland, how he sees the game going, 
and uh, how many games he actually attends a year. If he goes to all of them, a lot of questions. We're going to have a lot of informative questions for him. Kind of get to see what the insides are of the NFL. So, Ooh, Mr. Kitzel, this is going to be fun. All right, and remember, it's always a good time when you... Bear down.